Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here. Myself, Billy Lufang from London and Tyrell Refsum from Oslo, Norway are here to make a difference. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome back to a raw and real conversation with uh, Billy and myself, Tiril. Today is a really exciting and deep and fantastic theme. And what is that, Billy? It's going to be on friendships. Friendships. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. It's from... We are small really small human beings until we're old it's a theme forever to always be considered it's not a one-time like thing oh she's my best friend that's it Mm -hmm. exactly and just before we started I had this feeling just I just wanted to check in the dictionary what friendship meant and then it was to basic so I went to the thesaurus and this is what it came up with so friend is a noun these are all the words it's giving us companion boon bosom bosom friend best friend close friend intimate confident confident confidant familiar soulmate alter ego second self shadow playmate playfellow classmate schoolmate workmate bosom pal buddy Chum, spa, psychic, crony, main man, busy, mate, opera, china, mucker, butty, brother, bruv, marrow, marrow, parson. Oh my God. Parson homie. I don't <laughs> understand really any funny. <laughs> they sound American, don't they? Yeah, but maybe that is all the aspects of a friendship. Like we can have so many different friendships. The question is, question is what kind of friendship do we want? Namely. And that's a question we really ask ourselves because it's like we don't see it as a c- continuous evolving thing. It is, uh, yeah, we just find one friend and we think that's it. And that's how we are. We stop evolving. Well, what, do you remember when you, you're like your first f- friend? Well, what would you define as, it's a bit hard, isn't it? I'm trying to do this this morning. But what would you define as friendship or friend? What does the word friend mean for you? Because that was a dictionary version. What's your meaning, Tyrell? Oh, I like the word friendly. Is that feeling that you are connected emotionally in a very friendly place inside of you. And it kind of is like having fun with yourself, but it's amplified and you build a third fun place with another person or, or many. And it's just very friendly. It feels connected. It feels real. It is nice yeah it's just nice nice (laughs) nice it's something that you cannot actually you you can be friends with yourself which is the basic thing we have to be but when you have a friend it you experience a very beautiful human thing which can only be experienced with another person and that's why friendships are so important because it's such an incredibly beautiful experience to have to have a friend and to explore friendships and investigate in more friendships to um, be f- because we are friendly with ourselves when we create good friendships. It's like a n- n- nutrients for our body and soul. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. I was feeling about that earlier and I was feeling, well, it was very clear to me, like what you said, that um, friends with the self, you know, so I am a really good friend with me. I am my best friend. You know, I love hanging out with me. I love my own time. And I always say to people, you know, if you can be with you, you can be with anyone. If you're really good with you, there, you know, I know that people have all different emotions, but my experience is I'm not missing anything when I'm with me. You know, of course I miss my husband as moments. I've, I'm in the home without him and I see little things, but there's not this longing, mourning, grief missing. It's like, oh, I mean, I'm even talking to him as if he's here these days. So uh, don't worry, guys, if it's happening to you too. <laughs> but the friendship with self. So my primary friendship is with me. And we're going to hear our stories, aren't we, on, on how we discovered friendship. And my husband is actually my best friend. Like you said, you said it to all that nice feeling, honesty, warmth. We can say anything. Nothing is offensive or weird or strange. It's either truth. The other one doesn't want to hear it. Or, you know, it's joking and teasing. But the underlyingly, there is a good friendship, a kindness. So can you remember your, um, your first friendships? Like, you know, how, because they teach us a lot about ourselves, don't they? Because I was a terrible and a great friend, so I believed at many points. How about you? <laughs> I uh, remember really well this first friendship in kindergarten. And that would, I would say, was a very high friendship, like the, a perfect, perfect friendship. It was, it, we didn't have to speak. We didn't have to say anything. It was this um, dance and we were playing and I can remember I was in love with, with her in the very friendly way. It was like this, I really just loved her qualities. I loved to be a part of her qualities, her talents. Her, she was so different from me and when I was with her, I, was, I experienced another part of myself and the world and I grew, uh, grew and... Um, very easy and I also remember I could miss her I can I can feel the feeling of missing but it was such a nice feeling of missing it was like oh I like her I miss her I want to see her in a good way so yeah. that's a very human thing and it kind of stopped it was that friendship it was the most beautiful friendship and then I kind of forgot the dance of relationship and I'm rediscovering like now, what does it really mean for me? And what do I want in a friendship? And that first friendship is the ideal, that feeling of honoring each other, completely balanced, not any jealousy or trying to be different or trying anything mm. or being better or uh, disagreeing or agreeing. But that doesn't matter in ideal rela- friendships. It's that play, fun, kindness comes first yeah yeah and truth and as children we have that don't we we have so much of that wonderful innocence and interestingly we have also that natural resonation with another so we don't think you're my friend you're not we feel each other out don't we remember at school you kind of you find yourself gravitating towards one place or one person or another And it's not about, you may watch them and observe them, but you sort of very quickly as a child distinguish whether you like them or not, whether that's a match for you or not. And of course it changes, doesn't it? Because 
as we grow, friends come and go and we change. But my, my memory is that resonation. And I didn't, I, I tried to be a friend. I wanted everyone to be my friend. I wanted to, I just wanted the company because I was raised, you know, as like a single child for, for eight years. Uh, but everywhere I went, there was like, go away, you're weird, go away, you're weird, go away. So I kind of just strengthened up and thought, right, sod it. I'll just be my own friend. You know? <laughs> and uh, I didn't have many people around me, which was quite kind of a good thing. But I did have a little friend I, I knew who was my, my nan's grandson. And he was kind and he would share and he would play and he was, like you described, adventurous and he was creative. And it felt nice. Like you said, it felt nice and it felt kind and it resonated. But with most kids, I had a really difficult time resonating because I was operating from a, an adult consciousness and that doesn't work. You can't be around kids when you've got an adult consciousness because you're, you're weird. <laughs> yeah. So friends, huh? What else? What else, Tyrell? I just, I just wonder why our friendships becoming so complicated, you know, when we grow up, they are even really bad. We're trying to get out of them. We try to get more of them. We're trying to organize our friendships, trying really hard, thinking about them. What's right? Whom to be with? Are they pretty enough for me? Are they good friends? Are they bad? Like mm -hmm. all this mind stuff about friends and then it's all ruined. It's like the effect of friendship is gone. How do we get back to our true vibe with the friends like how do we get back to knowing whom we want to be with when it's over how to evolve with that's like um, that's the essence I think we have to ask ourselves that question to be able to live with good friends yeah it's it's interesting isn't it because along the journey of life I, was, like this, I think that's why it was a great place to start as kids because there is that resonation I like you or I don't you know you don't have too much when you're little of judgment we pick all that stuff up from the adults from our parents we watch we copy we start to distinguish that's a better person that's a worse person that's a more appropriate person I mean you hear parents say oh don't play with her she's so and so and so and so Oh, stay away from him. He's so-and-so and so-and-so. So there you have, you've made an energetic choice. that You like them and you're being told that that's wrong. So I believe that, you know, we grow up. Well, first, as you said, we were not friends with ourselves. We don't really even know what that is because we haven't been, we haven't been given the freedom to discover it. You know, you go to a certain school, there's a certain environment. You, you don't really have all, an expansive relation with the world. You're sort of set in these places where there's people similar to you. Same class system, same color, okay, same country, same language. So you don't have a great, unless you've traveled the world, like I met many people that have as kids and they're, they're very interesting people. So, um, Jesus, we end up with the, <laughs> don't we, we end up, pulling people, bringing people. I used to drag people into my life. I was surrounded by so many people. I was such a, like, almost like a socialite in a way when I look back. Anyone could come in. Anyone. Hello, you got a pulse. Come and be my friend. Come and be my friend. Come and be my friend. And they were not very nice people. But if you're not taking very good care of yourself, especially with boundaries, and how do you know 
who is worthy to sit at your table in terms of truth, expression, how you're feeling. If you don't really know who you are and you don't know yourself, it's really obvious that we're going to just bring anyone in or we're going to keep friendships going that are very unhealthy because we've changed, we've transitioned. We no longer do those things anymore. But it's, you know, when we have a boyfriend, it's easy to break up, you say, because that's a normal thing. You break up when it's over and it's kind of a normal thing to do. People break up. But with friends, it's very different. Like, can you break up with a friend? Yes and no. <laughs> no, because they are so subtle that the lines and the boundaries are so different with friends because you can be away for a long time and you're still bound to each other but you don't talk you don't really know is it like a good bound a good um, um, string or is it a bad string and all this <laughs> all this like um yeah But you just said you don't know. I, I would disagree. I would say we always know. We always intuitively know when something's not working anymore. Just like yeah. with, with partners, right? We're in a relationship. We know it's kind of done. We stay another year, another two years, another five years, another 17 years, another 25 years. But it was done 25 But years how ago. How do we end? With honesty and truth. This is the hardest thing, isn't it? This is for myself included, one of the hardest things we can ever do, um, saying goodbye, saying goodbye, because the minute we, we trust those instincts and we act on them, what happens? The brain goes, oh, you're not being very nice. You're not being very nice. What's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And then it recalls, because that's what the basic mind does, doesn't it? Does it rewind, rethink, remind? It goes backwards. And it brings up all those pictures and stories of the great times you had together, doesn't it? Oh, she was there when this happened. Oh, she taught me through that. And yet it's still where you are right now in life. It's not resonating anymore. But we, we, when it's time to break up, we're looking at the great pictures. But in daily life or events, we're actually, and we recall, when we recall them in our image, in our mind's image, it doesn't feel so good, you know? I remember many, I, all the people, this is an interesting one. And this, every listener, try this one out. Just check this one out because this is what I found after many decades to be true for me. My first understanding of friendship was with a family member. So the family member would say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, but the feeling was that she hated me. So I got used to, well, that's what friendship is. This is my first long-term friendship with a sibling. And the feeling is, She actually doesn't like me. She hates me, but she says she loves me. And sometimes she's nice. So what then happened when I went out into the world, I attracted these kinds of people as friends. And it took me till I was 40 years young, Fifon, 40 years young to understand this. And I knew the whole time, I knew I was surrounded by very unkind women. I was, they were very unhappy. I was lifting them up and trying to give them joy. And I was always supporting them and telling them they were beautiful and they would just drag themselves along in life, you know? And uh, that was it. That was it. I was repeating that relationship. And also I had told myself very young without realizing that's what friendship is. That that's all you, that's what you can tolerate. That's all you deserve. 
You don't deserve more than that. That's it. And if you can get someone like that, someone that will be your friend in your life, well, that's great. What are you complaining about? So intuitively, you know, there'd be little remarks, they'd be sarcastic. I mean, I can read through people anyway, but even though I was like hiding that from myself, I was very aware, you know, when they were lying to me and I was, but the thing is I was lying to myself the whole time. So anyone listening, I mean, Tyrrell, maybe you have the experience, you know, your first sibling, uh, it can be your cousin, you know, it's very interesting that seem that's for me anyway being the story that's why I've repeated what a friendship looks like I was so sad because I, I scanned relationships around me and I scanned I tried to understand what is a friendship relationship I was I didn't understand anything of it but then okay have to learn I'm here <laughs> so I I scanned I I watched others and I tried to do the same <laughs> I was really fucked up because I um, tried to be friends with the right people, um, those who were nice to me but didn't feel right at all, mm-hmm. didn't follow my weird, quirky guts because I am so weird. I like really weird people. I, I like imperfect people. Somehow I didn't see them anywhere and I just saw these perfect people and I felt like, okay, they must be right. So... I kept, you know, uh, learning through what I saw in this perfect environment in Oslo. Mm. And this goes not for all of my friends, but many I tried really hard to to match up with because they were so right. And I wanted to be right. I wanted to be perfect because I thought that was the way to be loved and loved. And that's how the world works. Mm. Such a prison and so much I missed out of because... I wasn't interested in my re-longing and I really like to be with friends, you know, but suddenly I hated being with anybody. I didn't like to be with anybody. I was so lonely. I was in the middle of the biggest groups all the time, super lonely. How is that? Mm, mm. And you said it there, didn't you? Because what you then, what you did, as I just described, I did, and as I believe everybody does at some point in their life, um, is you fitted in to a concept and feeling because it looked like everyone, everyone's doing that, right? So, okay, like, you know, when I was a kid, okay, don't be who I am. I'll shut that down and just lie. Everyone's doing it. So I'll lie too. I'll, I'll pretend I'm like them. Instead of be who I am, I'll pretend to be somebody else. And that is the problem. You just nailed it. So we we have these friendships, we feel strange and everyone in the group feels strange. You know, everyone's not having the greatest time because energetically inside when we're doubting, you know, they feel that they're doubting too. So we're all mirroring anyway. And then it gets to the point, well, if I'm going to say goodbye to anybody, oh, then I'm saying, I must be saying there's something wrong with them. Now, if I say there's something wrong with them, oh, what are they going to say about me? There's going to be confrontation here. And they're going to really, you know, hold me up against the wall energetically and, 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 you know, shine a light on my bullshit. Now, what do I do? Do I honor all my bullshit and admit and say to this person, you know what, this is where I am today. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm thinking and what our energy together we've known each other a long time I had a friendship of you know 27 years we've known each other a long time but I'm not feeling like 
there's anything is really changing here between us. And for me to really be who I want to be, I'm going to have to say goodbye. And I want to thank you in all the grace for everything you've done, for everything you've been through, maybe because we've, you know, we've been there together. But I choose no longer to be in this relationship, relationship, because it's not real, because we're not honest. That's all we have to do. And let me tell you something, people that are terrified to end these friendships. I have met women in their 50s that are hanging out. I haven't met them. I've I've, uh, served them in some way with the friends from school. And the things they told me about what these friends, grown women, grown women say to them, I'm like, um, isn't it quite clear these are not friends? These are jealous women around you. That's crystal clear. Yeah, I know, but, well, trust me, being alone and becoming your own friend is going to be far more valuable than pretending because you are not being a real friend anyway to that person because you want out. You want out. So you're living a lie. So the quicker we all just, you know, stand up and say, First of all, thank you. Give them a lot of grace for everything you've shared because it is a mini death. We talked about that death, didn't we, last week? These are mini deaths and they're hurt or two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, we're scared. We're scared to say goodbye, aren't we? What are the consequences of not speaking up and staying in relationship if we are wrong? Yeah, well, okay, here is an example of consequences. If you just look at your family members, anyone that's listening, family members, you know, we, we, we choose, from what I understand and my belief, we choose a particular family unit at a soul level. We come in to learn. We get here, we forget, and we're like, oh, my God, I don't like that. And there's all these struggles and battles that go on within the family, psychically, physically, emotionally, it goes on. Now, we're supposed to resolve that from our perspective, not to change them, not to fix them like I tried to do. I wanted to fix everybody. I thought they should be like this and like this. Well, no one asked me to fix anybody. So there was an energy system already at work, you know, pissing everybody off. So um, the same with friendships. There we are. We have created that friendship from where we were. So let's imagine I'm suddenly I'm feeling all lonely. Oh, oh, and I want to make a friendship. So I go go talk to my neighbor and invite them in for a tea and we chat, we have cake, and I say, Hey, let's go, let's go take our dogs for a walk. And and I'm creating this a little bit with force. Now there's agreement and alignment, but I've come into this friendship feeling lonely. And I've pulled somebody in and I haven't actually checked energetically if this person is just being nice and feels a bit sorry for me or they're lonely too. Then we got two lonely people in a friendship (laughs) that are probably just going to moan about how it is to be lonely. (laughs) So that energy and vibration we've come in with is pretty low. And come on, let's face it. When we're growing up, we don't know our ass from our elbow. For God's sakes, you know, there's grown people on the planet that still haven't remotely investigated who they are on any level. So we can't say that we know everything because we, we don't. But what we can know and what we can do is, is just have a little reflection internally at, okay, this person's pissing me off. Oh, yes, but it's my friend. Yeah, but hold on. We don't really like each other that much. We're attacking each other psychically. Oh, yes, but we've always done that. Well, hold on. Why have we always done that? How did it start? Where were we when we came in? And, you know, instead of have that debate within your own heart, but 
or that well, it doesn't deba- debates don't happen in your heart they happen in your mind but come to a a final conclusion somehow about what you're going to do about it now it may be sit down have a coffee and say God, can I talk about let's talk about our friendship is this real and they go Ooh, but you could open a discussion because trust me they're feeling the same so start somewhere but to stay frozen in terror and pretend you're all this great friendly group and everybody's you are hurting everybody else in that group too because if you stand up and say I'm done with this you're giving other people in that group a chance to say you know what so am I thanks for standing up because I was waiting for someone to say what the hell is going on in this group because none of us are really getting on anymore we've all changed we're all different and we want different things That's exactly the same as the love and relationship talk because we think, oh, there's no one else. This is all I get. Mm. I get one chance. I get one group of uh, friends and that's it. I have to stay there forever unless nobody else will come in. Weird thought, very normal. Very normal. I thought that. And I I felt like I'm growing really fast. I'm changing. I'm not perfect at all. I want to explore more of myself. I want to meet some new women. Maybe I can talk about, you know, business. And I want to explore new parts of myself. Maybe somebody are, want the same. Like there are so many elements of our beings. And before I was only with like one part of me. But now I'm like, is it possible to have friends, to have all the elements that you can have fun, you can talk business, you can grow together, you can st- stimulate each other's uh, mm, growth and and share ideas and stuff I thought I didn't think that was possible now I I experience it and I'm so happy that I continued to trust that there was more I can have new friends I can explore more there and there is everywhere but I didn't think that one year ago yeah yeah and isn't it one I mean you're you're really smiling I know no one can see us but Tio's really smiling and beaming and all our energy field is really beautiful and bright now. And it is that, isn't it? It's in, in reflection where we were before of feeling this is it. You know, our friendships are so important, people. They're so important to us because not only are they directly reflecting where we are at in life, whether we're holding back, overholding, being kind, unkind to ourselves, but they are They're important, you, you, Tyrrell described it in the beginning, you know, t- they're an important safe haven for, from which we can grow, just like a healthy relationship. We don't come in as perfect people in a relationship and we don't need to come out in as two halves. We should come in as, as, much, as whole as we can be, you know, from where, like Tyrrell said last week, from wherever we're at, it's okay. But that we're going to support, you know, the under, underlying promise is we are going to support each other and love each other and see each other through each other's journey without judgment without fear without attack you know now I had a friendship for 27 years and I remember I was 19 when I met this person and I didn't like this person immediately as I met them I didn't like them energetically I didn't like them I didn't like how they were acting I didn't like how they were speaking nothing but a year and so went by and we ended up being friends. Now, when I look back, we ended up being friends because my other friend had sort of, you know, left the building, so to speak. But the way we came into the friendship, when I look back, I was gossiping about the other friend and moaning about the other friend. Oh, she did this, she did this, she did this. And this person did the same with me. 
you know, oh yeah, I believe. So I, I just came up now and just remembering. So that's how we became friends by talking about somebody else. And that was, you know, through the years, this person felt, she felt like a sister really, because she was always there. She did support me. You know, she'd say, well done, do what you want. But she always worried about me, you know, she, cause my world was very different. Like you said, however, um, when it was time to end it, there were many times I wanted to end it, many. And I talked myself out of it. And I ended, wanted to end it because I was no longer that 23-year-old. And also I'd been away for 10 years out of the country. So many things had happened to me. I was a very different person. But every time we were together, I would go back to the 23-year-old self. And I'd moan about my family. And we had all this moaning in common. And it really didn't start, it felt, to, it started to feel not very nice. And it wasn't, I didn't want to continue. I didn't want to keep going down to that place of that 23-year-old Mona. And I'm not saying that's all we did. You know, we laughed, we giggled, we had fun, but really from two different worlds, two different planets, you couldn't get planets further away than us. But there was this underlying, and people might feel this too, isn't it? And you, Tyrell, too, in that, that core that we, we tell ourselves all these stories about that friendship. Oh, it's been all these years. We're gonna, I, we used to say to each other, we're going to be friends forever. And I believed that when we were. And yet when I would be alone or be in my distance, you know, it, it didn't feel like that was a truth as time went on. And my intuition was telling me all the time, Billy, you have to grow out of this thing you're doing to keep this friendship going. So I would become a clown I would become a kid just to keep the health of that friendship. So with that particular person, you know, and she would be, you know, she'd become like a mother figure and the sensible one. And it was, we were playing out this game and I decided I was no longer going to carry out this game anymore. When I did, it was a goodbye. Yeah. And it did come as a shock to, to the person. It came as a shock to me. And I remember grieving and crying and, you know, because this was a, a very long friendship but it it had to go you know I had to grow now someone would say well hold on why did you have to end the friendship because you had to grow because the energy of that friendship didn't allow for my growth mm. yeah there was a static energy in the friendship that wasn't moving so it wasn't going to grow so I'm growing but this energy was staying the same so it was time okay. to leave you have to take care of yourself guys you have to Take care of yourself when you're growing or you will be stuck. So first we need to make some commitments to ourselves. That goes for all relationships. But maybe that's a great way to start. Like what, what are my values? What is important for me? And then move on from there. And for me, it's, um, I thought I was the best pleaser ever. I was expert at pleasing. I knew exactly how to manipulate people, please people, charm people, uh, get my way. <laughs> really like a um, psychopath in a nice psychopath. Nice psychopath. But you know, um, I can be quite um, manipulative in um, many people are like that. They can get their ways in some way. And I kind of learn how to be people pleaser to get my way I felt so sad in my heart no connection uh, and my first therapist when I was 18 he said like there's no love there it's like it's <laughs> just because I was scared 
of being rejected and not loved. So I played all these games to get, to be feeling some sort of love. Uh, and he kind of helped me to see that. I was like, oh my God, I've been faking quite a lot. Really sad for me and everybody, all that waste of energy. Why did I do that? Because I was so scared of being rejected and being me. Super weird me. Maybe I didn't fit in anywhere. I was scared of that. So I started to, to peel off these pleasing layers and I started to let go of that entertainment part of myself, the, the traits that I thought I had to have to be in relationships. And I suddenly I sat around the tables and I didn't say anything. I wanted to explore how it was to just be in a group, not saying, not smiling, not doing anything, just being there. And then I tried or out different ways to somehow come back to that little child playing to feel how is it to just be with friends like not helping them fixing them entertaining them I didn't know who I was without lifting them up changing the room being the best dragging them along I thought I had to do that they didn't ask for that but I did it really really sad so I slowly started to see what is a friendship for me? How, who am I really? Am I real at all? No, I wasn't real. I want to be real. And that is the journey I'm on now. It's a continuous journey all the time. Am I real? Is this real for me? And coming back to myself, luckily I've made a huge space inside of myself where I can have this dialogue daily. Like, hmm, how is this feeling? Do I really need that? No. Hmm. And the more I connect with myself and ask myself, what is the commitment to me? The bigger that room becomes and the more space I have to, to navigate in a truthful way. And all these beautiful relationships and friendships comes into that naturally based on my commitment to myself. And I actually now, for the first time in a long time, I really feel like I want to be social. But I haven't wanted really to be social for 20 years. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Because as you said, you know, being social for us in the past has meant um, shape-shifting because we don't know who we are really. We don't know who we can trust, if we can even trust ourselves. Are we using them? Are they using us? Uh, you know, all of these things going on, it's... it's um, yeah, I really feel you. I, I actually don't, well, I won't, I won't say, I, no, I cannot, no, I, can, I have to say, actually, I don't think I have any friends. <laughs> I have spent so much of my life energy force in the decades from teens, I'd say, till up until really to 40, really too long, invested in other people's happiness in the guise of friendship bringing the whole world in and then shutting them out and being alone, going through this, you can come in, you can get out, you can come in, you can get out, to being, um, you know, unfaithful to myself as a friend, to betraying myself as a person I am, to shape-shifting. I've messed the whole story up, yeah? <laughs> but one of the things I, I feel now, like I said, I, unfortunately, I, I say unfortunately because I love my company so much, I could probably go my entire life without ever having what I could say, hey, this is my friend. We go out, we do this. And that's a little worrying for me because I know that's an area in which I have to grow. 
I love the people I co-create with. Now that's a problem too, because in the past I had friendships there and that didn't work because when you're co-creating with somebody, you know, you're, you're being paid for your services, then that transitions into a friendship. It's a bit of a mess I found, you know, but it's so sad because my heart sees these incredible beings that we have journeyed together and they have done incredible things, you know, and they've made me see parts of myself. And you're just like, oh, I want to be your friend because you're fabulous. <laughs> and that's because there is a resonation, you know, when you're working or co-creating with anyone. It's like if you work in a hospital and you're a nurse, you, f- you tend to be friends with other nurses. There's, a, there's an energy resonance where you're all compatible. However, you know, this is... This is an interesting one. There needs to be a transition in my life into, you know, we both love Sex and the City, don't we, Tyrell, that show? You know, mm-hmm. that, that relationship where those ladies just go through it all. They fight, they argue, they get over it, they move on, they grow, they grow, they grow. But they love each other. That is an ideal, isn't it? To be around <laughs> mature emotionally mature humans that have been through it they've done it they don't have any weirdness going on there you know and you can like you still said you can just be you we're not fixing we're not clowning my problem is I always go into because I've always been deep you know I've since I was little, I wanted to talk about deep stuff and that would bore the crap out of people. People wanted to talk about shampoo and nails. And I'm like, yes, but how does the shampoo feel? <laughs> it's all about how it feels. And, oh, you know, I'm, I know how boring I can be, but I, need, I want to learn. I want to learn how to be fun again, but with the clear boundaries of, you know, just just be nice. That's why I love my husband's company. We do everything together because we just get on. We have our little bickers like friends. We giggle. We surprise each other. But I, need to, I would like to learn. I see it coming in the next few years, a, 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 friend, a friend group. But it, that, it's also hard, Tyrell, you know. My husband goes, it's going to be hard for you because... When you're feeling through every sense of people, you know, I do have, I do have a friend. We don't see each other very often, but I love her very dearly. But the problem is, you know, when you see through all these things, there's a point where I just have to let that go and understand we're all human beings. We all have our stories and our stuff. But the one thing I won't tolerate is any envy. I don't like envy. Um, and I'm huge on this courage. If you don't have the courage, if you don't have courage, that's a tough one for me because that means you won't have the courage to speak your truth. You won't have the courage to tell me when I'm annoying you. You won't have the courage to end our friendship if you're no longer happy. And you won't have the courage to support me in this friendship. You know, when, when I may not be able to hold it at some point. So being courageous in a friendship, it's such a high value, you know? People used to say to me, oh, Billy, it's never, they're never, the guys are never good enough, this is never good enough. I thought, no, really? And it looks like I get on with everyone and do everything, but it's true. I think I maybe have a very high expectation when it comes to courage and loyalty. And that simply means for me truth. And come on, let's face it, how many humans on the planet are speaking their truth consistently? all day and all night 
How many, Tyrrell? How many have you met? Because you can see through humans too. You can feel through humans. You see things, you know, you experience things. How many would you say are resonating in pure truth? Or even in the discovery of it, like, okay, did I just say that? You know, just can own who they are. Very rarely. If I do, I feel like it's like a, so refreshing. I oh. think everybody loves it. Everybody loves the truth, but they also hate it. It's like they love the weird directness, but they're so scared of it as well yeah. to discover that rawness in oneself. Yeah, yeah. But let's face it, we need, we need women, don't we? We need, um, we need, I say women, we need women. We, we need friends. They're important. They're important to show us um, where we're at. Amazing. So, friendships. How can we, if we have a relationship that um, we really love, how can we kind of evolve? That's all. I always like that question that how can we take care of what we have and what do we focus on to really. amplify the good stuff and grow and what do you think about that well I've had that experience with a friend of mine and there were times in my internal mind and it was in my mind definitely was in my heart for some years back I would be questioning that friendship too and I and there was a little voice was like Billy you know you're not really the best at uh, healthy happy friendships in, t- in general because you're not really that trusting so if you're going to cut this one you got nobody. <laughs> Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Or do you want to stay here and grow? And I remember us sitting down and me just sharing that. And we had the most beautiful, deep conversation. I was like in tears because I realized I hadn't really spoken to this friend. I hadn't really been as honest as I could with this friend about how I was feeling about everything, that I was a bit scared. I was a bit worried about trusting. She'd made these comments. I didn't really like them. And, you know, she just laid it all on the table. And I had a whole new perspective of it. So that for me, there's always, it's only ever going to be one way. So I'm, it's boring to ask me because there's only ever going to be one way and that's got to be truth. Every time I experience that, telling the truth, it- yeah. It's such a connection coming. It's such intimacy and relief on all levels. But I can hold back for weeks. And I'm so scared of, for example, I am, I'm scared that she might not like me anymore or I'm leaving. So I play out all these things. I'm insecure. I'm pulling back myself. I'm rejecting her because I'm so scared that she will leave. <laughs> and then it plays out a weird stuff. And then I end up, and somehow talking to her about this. And in that conversation, I peel off the layers. Why am I sad? What's behind this with her? And that's where the bonding happens with no expectations of holding her close, uh, expecting anything from her, but setting her free and then share from there just for the sake of truth and love. Like... The friendship can go wherever it wants, you know, but trying to keep a relationship in a certain way kind of stops it from being a natural, organic, beautiful flow because we cannot control friendships. We cannot control other people that we want to. We want to know if they still like us. 
that's the thing for me that I need to set the women I love free so they can <laughs> they can do you know if they don't like me anymore that's okay but I'm I'm so scared of losing someone that some somehow I pull back but I'm I'm working on that and what always solves that is telling the truth and being vulnerable and being real and just like here's my heart this is what I feel no expectations just wanted to share that you can do whatever you want with that and every time magic happens free flow of new feelings connection bonding with ourselves that's that's all we can do actually yeah yeah absolutely that's so beautiful it's it's that honesty isn't it because we were all growing and things are going to change and evolve one of the things I always share with people is that thing of you know whatever we're when I was just saying I went talking to my friend, I, I now have to question, well, I've don't, I don't cultivate friendships anymore, but I'm going to have to, and it's coming my way, just like the exercise is on its way with my own growth. I have to question what is in that person that I may be annoyed about or feel a little off resonance with, or, you know, and it always comes back to, I'm an eight year old kid again, and I'm being bullied in the playground. I'm being teased. I'm learning not to trust people. And it's always that that's popped up. And like you said, if we don't speak it out and find out, well, that was said because, and then, you know, I remember when I called a friend once and said, um, oh, I'm in love and this is the one, I said, this is the one. And I swear to you, she said, oh, oh, Billy, it's always the one. Now she'd known me 27 years. Well, it wasn't 27 then, it was like 23, but I went, what? She said, it's always the one. I said, I've never said that before. She said, you say it every time. I was so shocked, obviously very of my ego. I was like bewildered because I, you know, I'm all into learning my bullshit and seek, but I was stunned. It's like something in my brain went, no, this is, this is a lie. This is not true because I had no memory of it. And when I had got off of the, you know, got off of Zoom and took a review, I was like, maybe I did. Maybe I'm doing that. And I have no memory of it. I was just addicted to love and falling in love. But that's a great thing of friendships, isn't it? They will, they will mirror back your truth. That's why I love my husband. You know, he sees me every day. He can pull out. If I say something, he'll go, well, no, actually, that's not how you do it. I'm like, yes, I do. He's like, well, you don't because... I just saw you yesterday do that. Oh, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. So they, they really are, are able to mirror back our unconscious selves, our friends. The thing is, if you've got someone mirroring that back in an attacking or unkind way, it's not healthy. We don't, we don't need that because we're going to get into resistance. But if you could even, you know, in those difficult friendships, ask those people, you know, what is it maybe you, they feel you're refusing to see? What kind of behaviors do they feel that you're striking out towards them? You know, I had another friend that said, I said to her, you never asked me a question in all the years I've known you. You've never asked a question about me. Never, never. So much so I'd be watching out for her that the fact she just never asked a question. She was like, it appeared to me as total disinterest. 
And I found out when I said that, she said, Billy, it's because you've never seemed like you need anything from anyone. You always seem so well and so capable. So I don't know what to ask. I was like, oh, that tells me I'm not sharing my vulnerability. This is a problem. You know, so yeah. Should we talk about should we talk about um toxic friend well people call them toxic. We're we're being toxic if we have toxic friendships, but those relationships that we're kind of scared to get out of. The friendships that we may be scared to get out of. Have you had any of those? Uh I had many and some I confronted, some I didn't. Mm. Uh, that's my learning is to be real and to understand that truth comes first and it always benefits everybody in the end if we're honest that's that like that's my mantra because I'm so so scared of hurting myself and other people that I'm actually not speaking the truth and hurting even more yeah yeah talking of toxic I'm like I feel like if I don't tell the truth I'm feeling I have a backpack with stones and I'm carrying so much heavy stuff stones like it feeling is heavy and I'm feeling dizzy and all these physical things comes with me um, and I know that because when I tell the truth it goes away I feel lighter so it is toxic it's actually physical toxic to not live your truth imagine how many things around us we're not uh, honest about we should really scan every area this is just one that is toxic can be absolutely I, I, so I, important yeah, I was wrote and shared something on um, Billionaire on that, which was about having a review of your life, having a good review from home to health, to home, to your psyche, to all aspects, friendships, relationships, family. Have a little root round because we have created it all. We've created it all. So, um, yeah, like you said, have a good look around because and know that you can leave. Know that you can leave because what you're doing with when you don't leave those friendships, you're holding whatever it is you're scared of or in fear of or don't like in place. So you're not doing anybody any favors. And guess what? Maybe we drag in another friend that's exactly the same. Another situation that is like maybe another lifetime we make this. Like it goes on and on and on until we learn. So we really just do it right now. Yep, just do it. Just do it now, people. Do it now. <laughs> and I feel like if it is um, really a toxic relationship and you, and you talk about it, and suddenly you realize maybe this relationship is really healthy. So it, if it is truth in the end, we will find each other again. Yeah. Like we don't have to force real good friendships because they will return my my best friend we always return can go years months we don't really chat we always come back yeah and then we hate each other sometimes because we mirror each other and it's so annoying and i'm just like ah don't but we need each other again yeah and again and again because, yeah and because you're at different places aren't you and it's like the great thing is you're obviously both growing so when you return, there's something new happening. You return, you return, you return. Now we laugh about it because it's so obvious that we are kind of soulmates, you know? Mm. And now I know that her mirroring my, me so intensely, it can be so annoying. But now it's, it's more fun because we can talk about that. And if we don't talk, and if I say, no, I don't want to see you right now, it's okay. 
Yeah. It's okay with boundaries. It's okay to say, no, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. Here's the pleasing thing again. We don't have to say yes all the time, even though you like him or, or her. We can say no. Because commitment to ourselves and taking care of our needs first is number one. God, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, just talking about this now, I'm realizing that the problem with me, you know, you said you like to, to please everyone. I think I was doing that without knowing it, but I'm, I'm too happy in my own company. <laughs> I often say to my husband, honey, is it like just going to be me and you? He's like, yep. I'm like, but don't, do you think we should go make some friends? Maybe like couple friends, people? He's like, nope, we're too weird. I'm like, but there must be a couple kind of people. There must be a couple out there similar to us in our strange ways. He's like, yeah, maybe, but it's not going to be that easy. But I'm constantly saying this because I, I remind him and I'm remind, reminding myself, you know, to not at this stage of my life to begin or even be open to a, a, a mature type of friendship. I will, I will lose out if I don't allow that because it's, it's a vital part. My husband can only reflect so much, you know, and there's, and also when you think about it, listeners, there's so many aspects of us in which we can share. And just to go back to the toxic thing, this is not me saying, pointing a finger toxic out there. You are being, we are being toxic in some way or another. And that's usually we're lying to ourselves or we're lying about our feelings or we feel hurt and we're gossiping or whatever we're doing. So that's why we call in these relationships because they're only mirroring, like you said, Tyrell, what we don't want to see. And come on, let's face it. We, we have a, a great conscious evolution happening on the planet if we want to go for it. If we want to get on that conscious evolutionary bus, we can do it. And it's, it's, it's only going to take a review of your life, a review of your friendships. And yes, your heart is going to go crazy. You're going to sweat. You're going to shake. Your brain is going to say, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. But to live in that fear consistently, as opposed to taking a jump and being honest, calling that friend, meet them for a coffee, look them in the eye, shaking your boots, but get it done. Once you get that done, you're not living in fear. I've heard people, you know, for, for years say, even me, when I cut some friendships, I remember in Buenos Aires, I was worried if I was going to bump into them. <gasps> I was going to bump into them. What was I going to say, you know? And part of me was like, what happened? I kept bumping into them. And of course it felt a bit awkward and we, it was awkward. We sort of half sneered at each other and moved on. You know, that's when I didn't know how to end things happily, but yeah, just um, take good care of yourself. Really take good care of yourself. Yeah. And the last, last thing I want to say is uh, if that person pops on into your mind and you get like, <gasps> Oh, but there's something unresolved. Mm. I want to touch on forgiveness just on the end here because it relieves, it sets free the bond, the bond which is between uh, two persons that can be very toxic and negative, even though the breakup has happened. Yeah. To forgive oneself and the other again and again and again until you're not scared of bumping into him or her because it's very heavy to carry on grudges because you disagree or there's something there and you, they were not good for me. Yeah. That's heavy, even though you broke up. So it can still live within. And I feel like that's where forgiveness and just like, let it go. And if that person pops up, send them some love and like, mm. yeah, not need to meet them and love them, just physically, like in, in your heart, emotionally, Feel good about it with a clear boundary. 
Absolutely. Because everybody has been part of our transition and growing, haven't they? Whether it's been a good friendship or not, it's been Mm -hmm. a friendship, it's been a connection. Gratitude and forgiveness. Yes. Namle. That's it. Okay, so that's (laughs) it for today. Hope you enjoyed conversation on friendships. And um, yeah, I hope there was something useful there for anyone that's struggling with the concept or the reality of it perfect timing for everything yeah so i'll see you next week tyrell yeah thank you so much for listening thank you for joining us on raw and real we hope that you will be tuning in next week same time same place